Welcome to Word Encounter with Dr. Abiodun Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. It's my prayer that as you listen to this week's message, the Lord will bless you abundantly. Let's join Dr. Charles Abiodun for today's message. I'm Dr. Abiodun. Appreciating your joining us this week. I believe the Lord will bless you bountifully as we share the word together in the name of Jesus. Our topic this week is where are you? Where are you? And our text is taken from Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 to 10. Genesis chapter 3, from verse 6 to verse 10. I read from the New King James Version. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they had a son of the Lord God <clears throat> walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Another man and his wife had themselves, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you once again for the privilege you've given us to come this week again for this podcast, to share your word, to receive your word, to be blessed by your word. Lord, pray for every one of my listeners today, Lord, as we receive your word together, O oh Lord, that the word will impact us positively. The, Lord, the word we save us, we deliver us, we restore us, we encourage us in the name of Jesus. And at the end of today's podcast, O oh Lord, the end of this week's podcast, we know that you, the Lord God, you have visited us. And Lord, we know that we've had an encounter with you. We're going to this week powerfully rejoicing, overcoming, and living in dominion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Where are you? This was a question God asked Adam and Eve after they fell by disobeying him. It's the same question God is still asking you and I even today. It's a question we should constantly ask ourselves. That is, where am I? Where are you? God was asking of their location as they were in hiding and could not be found in the usual place that God used to find them whenever he visited for fellowship. You know, God's primary desire for us, for mankind, as his people, is to remain in fellowship with us, to come in with us, to have a heart-to-heart discussion with us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, the Bible tells us, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That's God's desire. To be our father, and for us to be his sons, for us to be his daughters. He wants to care for us. He wants to take good care of us. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. God created everything by his will, and they are created for his pleasure. He has created you and I for his pleasure, and that's for fellowship and for worship. But then we discover that sin destroyed man's intimacy with God. 
sin destroyed the fellowship that God wanted to enjoy with, with man. We see this in the case of Adam and Eve. Sin destroyed the intimate relationship and fellowship that they had been enjoying with God. Today, sin is still doing the same. Destroying men's fellowship with God, bringing shame and reproach on mankind. Just as sin relocated Adam and Eve physically and spiritually, so does sin still relocate men today. Sin relocates men physically from joy to sorrow and from peace to crisis. It relocates men spiritually from communion with God to separation from God and from righteousness and holiness to unrighteousness and uncleanliness. That's what sin does. It's a terrible thing. It always has a negative effect on man. Sin destroys. Let's look at the effect of sin on Adam and Eve in the garden. After they committed the sin, God said they should not commit. God said they should not eat the fruit. They ate it. They disobeyed God. What are the effects of the sin on them? Number one, if you read that's verse 7 of Genesis chapter 3, our text, then the eyes of both of them were opened. What does that mean? The human wisdom began to supersede divine wisdom. Adam and Eve began to elevate their human wisdom over God's wisdom. That's what sin does. Number two, still on verse 7 of Genesis chapter 3, they knew that they were naked. They lost the glory of God. When a man loses the glory of God, he becomes naked. Hallelujah. When man has the glory of God covering him, oh my, he's not naked. Hallelujah. Because the glory of God is upon him. But when a man loses the glory of God, he becomes naked. And that's what happened to Adam and Eve. They lost the glory of God. And suddenly, I mean, they realized that they were naked. They've been naked. I mean, they've been in that state all along. But the difference was that the glory of God had departed from them. And so they could see their nakedness. I mean, may our nakedness never be revealed in the name of Jesus. And that's when we have the glory of God over our lives. Our nakedness can never be revealed. Hallelujah. So they lost the glory of God. Number three. Still on verse 7 of Genesis 3. He said, They sold fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. What does that mean? They initiated human solution for redemption. Yeah, they initiated human solution for their redemption. And that's the origin of religion. They outwitted God. They went ahead. After noticed, after realized that they were naked, they went ahead to make provision, you know, cover their nakedness. They make provision for their redemption. And that's what religion is all about. Man trying to make provision for their redemption. Man trying to reach out to God by their own power, by their own wisdom. Men trying to cover their nakedness because they have lost the glory of God. That's religion. And that's why Christianity is never a religion. Because Christianity is God reaching out to man through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Christianity is God covering our nakedness by his glory. Hallelujah. But they went out. They initiated a human solution for their redemption. Only God can redeem man. And that redemption is complete, is total through Christ Jesus. Number four. Verse 8 of Genesis chapter 3. Say, And they had the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. What does that mean? They became haunted by guilt. They knew they had disobeyed God. 
They knew they had walked against God's counsel for their lives. They knew that they had done what God said they should not do. And that guilt began to haunt them. That's what's still happening today. Men are being haunted by guilt, by fear, by the sin they keep committing day by day. So they became haunted by guilt. Number five, verse 10 of Genesis chapter 3, say, I heard your voice in the garden. That was Adam speaking there to God. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Why? They became dominated by fear. 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 They've been enjoying walking in faith with God before, but now it turned to fear because they disobeyed God, because they allowed sin into their lives. If we look at all these, we discover that these are the same things that are happening in the human race even today. Let's look at it. Effect of sin on the human race. So sin still has the same effect on the human race today. Number one, men are claiming to be wiser than God. They are deprived of God's glory. That's number two. Number three, they are religious but reprobate and ungodly. Number four, they are condemned to lives of guilt and shame. And number five, they are living in fear rather than living in faith. So the effects of sin on the human race. And beloved, I want you to realize that the same serpent that brought Adam and Eve down, that brought them into sin, that made them to disobey God, that same serpent is still at work even today. The old serpent, that's the devil, is still at work. Today, the deceiver, the devil, the old serpent is still at work today, tempting and luring men into sin. And you need to realize that his methods also have not changed over the ages. And what are his methods? Number one, loss of the flesh. Number two, loss of the eyes. And number three, pride of life. Those were the strategies he used. The methods he used against Adam and Eve in the garden. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. What does that mean? That is the lust of the flesh. And it was pleasant to the eyes. That's lust of the eyes. And a tree desirable to make one wise. That's the pride of life. She took off his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Yes. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. Pride of life. A tree desirable to make one wise. They wanted to be wiser than God. They wanted to be full of wisdom, pride of life. Those are the same strategies the devil is still using today. And we see this corroborated in 1 John chapter 2, if you read verses 15 to 17. 1 John chapter 2, from verse 15 to verse 17. Let's read it. Say, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Hallelujah. Say, for all that is in the world. That's verse 16. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's what we're talking about. It's the same strategy the devil has been using over the ages and is still using. He used it against our Lord Jesus Christ in the wilderness. When Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he came along and tempted him. On this same line, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But thank God, our Lord could not be flawed by the devil. He created the devil in the first place. He's the creator of all. So he defeated the devil 
by giving it to him, it is written, it is written, it is written. Which is a lesson for every one of us that we need to know that the only way to overcome the devil and his temptations is by giving it to him. It is written, it is written, it is written. Quoting the word of God back to him. Because the devil cannot resist the word of God. Hallelujah. The Lord will keep us victorious over every power of the devil, over every temptation in the name of Jesus. We need to be sober. We need to be vigilant because, like I said, the devil is out there seeking whom to pull down. The Bible wants us that we should be vigilant. We should be sober that we may be able to outweigh the devil who is on the prowl like a roaring lion seeking whom to devour. That's what 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9 tells us. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he be devoured. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, and knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. That's First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. So we should be vigilant, we should be sober, so that we don't fall into the hands of the adversary the devil is on the prowl, looking for him to devour. He will not devour you, he will not devour any one of us, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Beloved, so where are you? Are you in fellowship with God or have you fallen out with him? Are you in communion with him or have you decamped from him? The Bible encourages us to awake out of sleep because our salvation is nearer than when we believed. That's Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. Romans 13, 11 and 12. He said, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at turn. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Hallelujah. If you have fallen out of fellowship with God, now is the time to make amend. Jesus says in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Beloved, are you ready to take that decision right now to come unto the Lord Jesus Christ? <clears throat> so that you can confidently say you are with him. When you are asked, where are you? You can say, I am with the Lord. You will not go into hiding, running away from God. You know, you can run away from God. You cannot hide from God. So, are you ready to take that decision right now? If you are ready, I just want you to say these words after me. And together, we'll pray. And I can assure you, God will accept you into his family. Can you say this after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Confessing and repenting of my sin. Forgive me and cleanse me. And fill me with your spirit. I severe my allegiance to the devil and his agents. And I choose to live for you alone from today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brethren and your children who have taken decision to come unto Jesus today. They have invited Jesus into their heart, having confessed their sins and repented of the sins, O oh Lord. 
Father, you have promised, Lord Jesus, that whoever comes unto you, you will not reject. Lord, I'm asking this day that you will not reject these ones who have chosen to come unto you, that you accept them in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, you will forgive them of their sins, that you fill them with your spirit. That from today, they will be led and instructed by your spirit. They will be guided by your spirit. They will be supported by your spirit. And Lord, I will pull their hands to the plow. From today, they will never look back. They will walk on with you faithfully. Lord, steadfastly, never looking back. That Lord, they will keep walking with you until that great day. That day we partake of the glory that you have for those who love you. In the name of Jesus. I ask, O oh Lord God, in whatever way the enemy has been tormenting them, harassing them, and holding them captive in time past, I declare right now that every power of the enemy over their lives is destroyed, is broken in the name of Jesus. I severe view of their allegiance to the devil as they have confessed, and I declare the devil has no grip or power over them anymore in the name of Jesus. I declare that they belong to you from today, O Lord, and you alone. And so because they belong to you, Lord Jesus, the devil will have no power over them anymore in the name of Jesus. Whatever the devil has been using in time past, O Lord, to torment them, to harass them, to intimidate them, I declare that it is over. It can no longer touch them. It can no longer oppress them. It can no longer intimidate them. It can no longer harass them in any way. In the name of Jesus, cover every one of them with the blood of Jesus. And I declare over you, beloved, that it is well with you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Beloved, I want to congratulate you for taking the decision to come to Jesus today. I want you to know that it's the greatest decision any man can make in life because the greatest miracle that can occur in anyone's life is the miracle of salvation. And I want you to know that now that you have come to the fold, the Lord has accepted you. He will take care of you. He will keep you. He will uphold you by his power, by his spirit in the name of Jesus. And to be well with you in the name of Jesus. I want to advise you, I want to counsel with you that please look for a Bible-believing church around you, around you in your neighborhood and join a Bible-believing church. A Bible-believing church, not just any church, a Bible-believing church where they hold the word of God as the ultimate, where they live by the word of God. Not by the word of men, not by the word of a pastor, not by the word of anyone, but by the word of God, the Bible. I want you to join such a church, begin to worship there, begin to grow in the world, grow by the Spirit. And I want you to know that the Lord will keep you and shall be well with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before bringing the podcast to a close, let's just have some words of prayer. Prayer points here, three. Quickly, we pray over them and then we close. Our first prayer point says, My Father and my God, deliver me from the power and deceitfulness of sin. Grant me the grace to always overcome the temptations from the enemy. My Father and my God, deliver me from the power and deceitfulness of sin. Grant me the grace to always overcome the temptations from the enemy. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray this day that you deliver me from the power and deceitfulness of sin in the name of Jesus. That you deliver me from the power and the deceitfulness of sin. Grant me the grace to always overcome the temptations 
from the enemy in the name of Jesus. Grant me the grace to always overcome every temptation thrown at me from the pit of darkness that I will overcome. I will overcome. I will not succumb to them. I will not yield to them in the name of Jesus that your grace will keep me on, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Your grace will be sufficient for me, Lord. In the name of Jesus, deliver me from the power and deceitfulness of sin. In Jesus' name, amen. For your prayer, my Father and my God, let nothing disrupt my fellowship with you. Keep me sober and vigilant, always prevailing over the powers of the devil. My Father and my God, let nothing disrupt my fellowship with you. Keep me sober and vigilant, always prevailing over the powers of the devil. Prayer. My Father, my God, I pray this day that nothing, nothing, nothing will disturb my fellowship with you. Nothing will disturb my communion with you, Lord. Nothing will disturb my intimacy with you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, keep me sober. Keep me vigilant, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I will keep prevailing over the powers of the devil, over the powers of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, Father, by your grace, let nothing disturb my fellowship with you. Keep me sober, Lord. Keep me vigilant, always prevailing over the powers of the devil. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Finally, going to present my Father and my God. I receive the power to resist the devil at all times. Keep me overcoming the powers of darkness by the blood of Jesus. My Father and my God, I receive the power to resist the devil at all times. Keep me overcoming the powers of darkness by the blood of Jesus. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray, O Lord, ah, that you give me the power to <clears throat> resist the devil at all times. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Oh, he's a roaring lion. Oh, on the prowl, looking for whom to devour. He will not devour me. He will not devour any member of my household. He will not devour any of my listeners. In the name of Jesus, Father, I will receive the power to receive the devil at all times. I will flee. He will flee. He will flee from us. In the name of Jesus, keep me overcoming the powers of darkness by the blood of Jesus. Because it is written that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Lord, I overcome the devil. I overcome every of his agents or his cohorts by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, and I keep living and overcomer in the name of Jesus the devil will never overcome me Lord in the name of Jesus will never overcome any of my listeners I pray over every one of them oh Lord God ah the father in the name of Jesus you keep them overcomers by the blood of Jesus thank you father oh blessed be your name oh Lord in Jesus name we pray amen father we thank you and bless your name for today thank you for the podcast this week thank you Lord God Oh, for how you have spoken to our hearts. Thank you for your word that has come unto us, O oh Lord. Thank you because the word will not return unto you, void, but we accomplish the purpose for which you have sent it forth, Lord. It will enlighten and illuminate our pathway in our walk with you in the name of Jesus. That Father we will always be with you, we will always be in fellowship with you, we will always be in communion with you, we will always be in intimate relationship with you, Lord God. We will never go astray from you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I'll hearing your voice, we will not run away, Lord. We will not hide from you, Lord. But we will be one with you, we will walk on faithfully with you in the name of Jesus. I pray for every one of my listeners. I declare over you that this week it shall be well with you. In every of your undertakings, the Lord will uphold you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will sustain you. He has spoken concerning. He said, fear not. He said, 
Be not dismayed. He said, I'm your God. He said, I will help you. He said, I will strengthen you. He said, I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. The Lord will uphold you. The Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will help you this week in the name of Jesus. His eyes will be upon you to do you good, to guide you, to instruct you, and to make his counsel over you to be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. In your going out, in your coming in, the angels of the Lord we watch over you. You will not walk into terror. You will not walk into evil. You will not know you. Evil will not know you in the name of Jesus. Throughout this week, you keep singing the praise of the Lord because the Lord will keep his songs of praise on your lips. He will make you to keep testifying of his goodness, of his faithfulness, of his love, of his mercy over your life, over your household in the name of Jesus. Oh, beloved, it is well with you. When we are going to meet again, to be for joy, to be for peace, to be for testimonies, to be for celebration in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We bless and we honor your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, beloved, for being part of today's podcast once again. Next week is another time. Until then, remain blessed and rapturable. God bless you. Believe you've been blessed by today's message. For inquiries and further spiritual help, you can reach Dr. Charles Abiodu on... Plus two three four eight zero nine six two three seven three zero zero. Plus two three four eight zero nine six two three seven three zero zero. Or you can send an email to World Explorers Ministry at gmail.com. Till we come your way again next week, remain blessed and rapturable.